0: Hey, greetings everyone, Lieutenant Colonel Allen West, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. Oh, they down Save Before they burn it down This episode of the Steadfast and law Podcast is brought to you by our dear friends at the United States Concealed Carry Association. Being a responsibly armed citizen and American is both an honor and a responsibility, and it is not one to be taken lightly. If you own a gun, then you need the self-defense education, training, and self-defense liability insurance that you get with a USCCA membership. Click learn more below right now to explore your membership options which are risk-free with the United States Concealed Carry Association's bulletproof money-back guarantee. Guys, the United States Concealed Carry Association was founded to help responsibly armed Americans like you. They're committed to providing life-saving self-defense resources to help you and your family be safe. When you activate your membership, you'll automatically get a life-saving self-defense education, industry-leading training, plus self-defense liability insurance. Don't wait until it's too late. Click learn more below right now. And as always, the USCCA is not an insurance company. A policy has been issued to the USCCA by Universal Fire and Casualty Insurance Company. That policy provides the association and its members with self-defense liability insurance subject to its terms, conditions, limitations, and exclusions. You know, here in Texas, we just recently remembered the 187th stand, the 13 Days of Glory at the Alamo, from 23 February 1836 to the morning of the fall of the Alamo, 6 March of 1836. You know, some of us here went back and shared on the Internet the infamous, the incredible letter written by William Barrett Travis, Lieutenant Colonel Commandant of the Alamo on 24 February 1836. One of the great stories is the immortal 32 who picked up, Texas Rangers, picked up and rode from Gonzales, made their way through the Mexican Army picket lines into the Alamo. To me, it has a lot of significant meaning because, you know, I was born and raised in Georgia, and, There were five Georgia volunteers that came there. As a matter of fact, the liberty or death flag here in Texas, well, that was done by a little girl back in Macon, Georgia, and the Georgians brought it here in the fight for liberty. And, of course, I graduated from a place called the University of Tennessee where we have a very unique nickname. We're called the Volunteers. 38 Tennesseans to include... A former member of the United States House of Representatives, a guy by the name of Davy Crockett, history and folklore says that he was the last person to lose his life there in the Alamo, bayoneted and slashed to death. All 183 of the defenders, Santa Ana, had raised the black flag, which meant there would be no quarter. Their bodies were piled up, and they were set aflame, desecrated. I think about those 13 glorious days. I think about the type of men who were there standing on freedom's ramparts for those days at the Alamo. And I just wonder, do we still have those type of individuals that walk the land here in Texas and the United States of America? Do we still have people that would pick up, get on their horses, and ride into what was a dire situation? Not caring about their own personal harm or danger? But just standing up for something that was right, something that they believed in? Have we lost that in the United States of America? Because a couple of things that have just recently happened just makes me believe that we're getting close to losing it. I still believe that there are alpha males out there men that are out there not these little charlie and delta males we've gotten past beta we're down to delta males now you know this whole push to you don't have to be a little boy you don't have to be a little girl you can just well you can compete against biological females in a swim meet i don't think that that's the type of person that would have stood on the ramparts of the alamo for those 13 glorious days Look at what had just happened in my hometown of Atlanta, Georgia. 23 individuals felt that they had a right, I guess, I don't know, they're delusional, to firebomb a police training center. Now, we have gotten to that point because we have allowed this cancerous behavior to metastasize all across this country. I mean, you just recently saw the interview we had with Ed Martin, who is working with the Legal Defense Fund, an organization for some of the January 6th individuals. But yet we've got this group out here called Antifa that has been going around burning up federal buildings, state police stations, everything, attacking police, attacking citizens. Yet we haven't done anything about it. We're the type of leaders that would have made a stand on the ramparts of the Alamo to shut something like this down. So now we've got 23 individuals down in Atlanta, Georgia, only two of them from Georgia. As a matter of fact, two of them are not even from the United States of America, one from Canada, one from France. Talk about an insurrection. Talk about domestic terrorism. Talk about... International terrorists coming over and joining with a domestic terrorist organization. And all of this is because uh, originally this same Antifa group shot and fired upon Georgia state troopers, wounding one. And, of course, the state troopers returned fire and killed an Antifa member. So now I guess all of a sudden in their beady little brains, Antifa has declared war against law enforcement in Georgia, against this police training facility. All the people on the left say the police need better training. Police need better training. And now they're going firebomb a police training facility. 23. And to hear that there are people out there raising money so they can get out on bond, what would have... What would the people have said on the left if someone was raising money to get January 6th people out on bond? As a matter of fact, they couldn't get out on bond. People that were just basically guilty of breaking and entering, trespassing maybe, and now that's an insurrection. There wasn't a firebomb thrown in the Capitol. And now, thanks to the recently released video footage, we find out that a lot of these people were escorted through the Capitol, by the Capitol Hill Police. We found out that Brian Sicknick, the the police officer who supposedly died of a head injury, we saw him walking around in the rotunda with a helmet on. Past the time when the January 6th committee said that he had lost his life, which we know came later on in the day due to a totally non-related illness, incident. So where are these people that would make a stand on the ramparts of the Alamo like they did 187 years ago? Because I got to tell you, we don't need domestic terrorist groups operating in the the United States of America. We don't need elected officials like, uh, what's his name, little Yoda looking guy. But anyhow, the Democrat who said that this is just a figment of people's imagination. The figment of people's imagination were throwing firebombs at a police training facility in Atlanta. Maybe this is kind of like what Ilhan Omar would say, you know, some people did something. Because it seems that the progressive socialist left loves to wrap their arms around their version of terrorists, which is, I guess, people that are out just protesting. Protesting is not throwing a firebomb. All 23 of these individuals should never see the light of day again. And I pray that that's what Governor Brian Kemp in the state of Georgia does to them, to send a message. The reason why you have counties in eastern Oregon wanting to break away from Oregon and be a part of Idaho is because of these domestic terrorists. The reason why Walmart has just put out a message saying, we're out of Portland, Oregon, is because of these domestic terrorists and, of course, the ensuing crime and lawlessness that comes about because we don't have elected officials who would stand on the ramparts and protect freedom and liberty. Think about the young woman, mother of six, and three of her friends, who decided that she wanted to follow up with a surgical procedure. Is a little less expensive over in Mexico. They get in their white minivan, Carolina license plates. They go through the port of entry in Brownsville, Texas. They cross over to Matamoros City, just going to get a medical procedure done. Next thing you know, The transnational narco criminal terrorists known as the cartels opened fire on their van because supposedly they mistook them for Haitian drug dealers. Regardless, they opened fire on a van with American license plates who legally crossed through that port of entry and exit in Brownsville. Two Americans are dead, one wounded. Last reports, the woman, the mother of six, she's okay. Now, they legally went from United States into Mexico. There are people that are illegally coming from Mexico into the United States of America, and guess what we are doing? We're giving them $1,400 of taxpayer money, free cell phones, busing them all over the country, sending them to nice, Three, four, five-star hotels giving them free food. And oh by the way, if you haven't been reading in New York City, if they don't like the food, they starting to throw the food at people, throw, throw the food out, saying that they want their own home cooked indigenous foods. But yet four Americans going to Mexico and they get shot. We look stupid. It's it's not even weak, it's not even feckless. We look stupid. We certainly don't resemble the 183 who stood on the ramparts at Alamo, that type of courage, that type of will, that type of resolve, that type of determination. And I guess, you know, the border czar would just laugh it off. I guess the president will just do another drive-by tour at a port of entry, spend a couple of hours and take off. There is no difference from what is happening on our border than what I saw the two and a half years I spent in Afghanistan. These cartels, they're no different from the Taliban, anarcho criminal terrorist organization. And the fact that we now have two more Americans that have been shot to death, to me, that is no different from the over 100,000 Americans who lost their lives just in one year to the fentanyl poisoning. You know, fentanyl that comes from China, they send it to the terrorists down in Mexico. They produce it, manufacture it, refine it, whatever. And they bring it across the board for one purpose, kill Americans. And we don't have a single elected official with the cojones to do anything about it. I get photo ops, I get excuses. We get cute little names, Operation Lone Star. What is Operation Lone Star doing? Because once upon a time those who stood up to defend the Lone Star, they would have kicked some you-know-what butt. We got the cartels firing across the Rio Grande River into the state of Texas, into the United States of America. That's an act of war. You're firing across an international border into a sovereign nation, a sovereign state, and nothing's happening. We have no control over our border, and Americans... Just in the last 48 hours, 72 hours maybe, before you see this video, Americans lost their lives because of it. And oh, by the way, those people that were shot down in Mexico, they were black. So I guess the cartels are now a bunch of white supremacists. Maybe that will make the left do something about it because they shot black people. But you know they won't. Mexico is a failed state. President Obrador, whatever his name is, he has no control in that country. You know, it is not crazy to think that we've got a war brewing on our own border. But we're sending hundreds of billions of dollars to a country far away from us to help them protect their territorial sovereignty and border when our people are being killed right here. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want to see the indiscriminate targeting and killing of innocent men, women, and children as we see happening in Ukraine by a crazed dictator by the name of Vladimir Putin. But I also don't want to see hundreds of thousands of Americans killed right here. Or Americans not being able to drive across the border for a medical procedure because it was a little less expensive. And then watch your friends be gunned down. Their bodies dragged through the streets, thrown in the back of a truck, and then dumped in a field. Americans shot and killed and dumped in a field by a terrorist organization. And what are we going to do? I mean, binder babe, uh, you know, whatever her name is, the White House spokesperson, I guess she'll flip through the binder and she'll read some response off about what's supposed to happen. There's some people in the world, they only understand strength and might. It ain't about talk. It ain't about the negotiations. It's about action. It's about, as Carl von Clausewitz would say, War is the imposition of your will upon your enemy. In other words, put your foot on the neck of a terrorist organization. No different from the Taliban, no different from ISIS. As a matter of fact, they're enabling terrorists that we have designated to come across the border into the United States of America. So where are the men? like the 183 who stood on the ramparts, the 183 who were there for 13 days, the 183 that even when William Barrett Travis on the 5th of March drew the line in the sand, because they knew what it meant, they said, come across the line and stand with me. And they did. And they fought to their death on the morning of the 6th of March of 1836. Where are the leaders in this country that will fight to the death for the American people? Alexander Mayorkas? Give me a freaking break. Merrick Garland? Chris Ray? <laughs> where are they? And I don't even think some of the senior leaders that we have in uniform will do it. I mean, the Secretary of Defense is sending out letters and memos about female service members need to get ready to take showers and use the bathroom with biological males, or that we need to push more DEI programs in the Department of Defense. I'm sick and tired about pronouns and all this other crap. War's about fighting. fighting's about killing. China, they've declared war on us. The transnational narco-criminal terrorists down in Mexico, they've declared war on us. ISIS, Taliban, Al Qaeda, they've declared war on us. I'm not putting my head in the sand. I'm not a type of person that wants to go out there and be committed to a fight. But by golly, Oscar, if you bring a fight to the doorstep of the United States of America, we got to open the door and pull the trigger and blow you away. Full stop, period. Standfast and Law Podcast is looking for real Americans. Men and women, not delusionally, gender dysphoric, confused individuals that will stand up and fight for the future of this constitutional republic. And all those out there masquerading, those charlatans who have titles, president, secretary of this, governor, senator, congressman, rep, We're done with you. We only want one title, and that title is American Patriot, that will squash domestic terrorists or anyone else who seeks harm upon this nation. I solemnly swear to support and defend the Constitution of the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. Take this obligation freely without any purpose of evasion or mental reservation, so help me God. That's what I live by. That's what I will die by. Steadfast and loyal. Before they burn it down.